0: on 1991 Movie Rewind. In White Fang, Jack, played by Ethan Hawke, travels to Alaska during the Gold Rush in order to take over his father's claim in hopes of striking it rich. He enlists the help of a couple seasoned travelers to navigate the frigid landscape and stay away from the dangerous wildlife. Meanwhile, a wolf that's also part dog tries to make it out in the wild all alone. Screenplay by Gene Rosenberg, Nick Thiel, and David Fallon Directed by Randall Kleiser, and released on January 18th, 1991. So have you seen White Fang before?
1: Yes, I have.
0: I figured you, there was a good chance of you seeing this. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I have. I don't recall. Okay. I don't remember anything about this movie, so I'm going to say I have not. Okay. Uh the live action Disney stuff when I was a kid never really appealed to me all that much.
1: I think I don't I think maybe because we had the I think we had the Disney Channel cuz I remember watching all of these like live action Disney movies. That
0: could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, the, the Disney Channel would have probably had these on repeat all the yeah, time. I, Back in those early days. Back when it was a premium channel. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's also that period piece thing, which doesn't really appeal yeah.
1: to me. I mean, yeah, the reason why I love this movie is because the animals. Oh, Like, yeah. anything with animals. And then I like um, stuff like the bear. I don't think. That's not Disney. I don't think.
0: I don't remember if the bear is but Disney.
1: those types of, like, this and the bear, like, I loved that, <laughs> those movies growing up. And then even, like, even cheesier stuff, like Homeward Bound. We watched Homeward Bound. I, I do remember we watched that, like,
0: where they make the live-action animals talk. Yeah. Even if they don't, like, nowadays, if they were to do Homeward Bound, they'd make the stupid mouths They mouse would make moves their CGI, mouths move.
1: I don't like the mouths
0: moving. Mm-hmm. You don't Just
1: make them think that they're yes. talking. <laughs> yes, They can communicate telepathically, yes. which is perfectly fine. Um, and I, I think I I, I was trying to look... I think they even had like a disclaimer at the end of this movie, like, no animals were harmed, and they just had... each had a handler and stuff like that. And
0: also, at the beginning, they have a little screen, too, that says... Saying that no animals... That Yeah, like, every scene of, like, potential danger is simulated.
1: Yeah, yeah. okay, because... That was my concern. That I that but I miss. Animal actors, I guess. Like you don't. It's like when you have movies with animals in them. It's all like CGI'd now, mostly. A lot,
0: yeah. A lot of the
1: like the last the stunts.
0: Yeah. That dogs. The or,
1: last movie I remember that we saw that had animal actors was that Cruella movie.
0: Sure, but even that, like, there's a lot of CG in the Cruella movie. Of but the dogs I mean, running down they the street and stuff like that. Yeah, they show done
1: but a lot of the times they do have have their dog handlers when they had the real dogs, and then showing yeah. them act quote unquote was like good acting, I yeah. guess. That's what I miss, I guess. and this I think is
0: uh, I don't know if there is going to be a movie that's better with animal acting than this movie. <laughs>
1: yeah I mean, well the the dog that they use, he's been used a lot in other movies. Jed?: Yeah, white fang. Jed,
0: who plays the adult white fang.:
1: I, like he's been he, he yeah. was around
0: for a long time. He was the the dog thing in the 1982 movie "The Thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is he the dog that was in the beginning that's running? Like, the first, you know, remember in the beginning where the dog is running and the guy is, like, landing from a helicopter? And you see the dog running.
0: I'm assuming it's him. Jed. I believe that's what they mean by dog thing, yes.
1: Well, because in the thing, there's, like, an area where there's, like, five dogs that, like, turn into the thing. I know.
0: I feel like that was probably all, all fake, not Fake real. dogs? So he was all the dogs? No, I think he's the one that you're thinking of at the beginning. Okay. All right. That's, that's <laughs> my guess. Um, I'm not a hundred percenter. But yeah, Jed was that dog thing. He's been in Journey of Nanny Gan. Uh, he's in White Fang 2 as well, because we'll talk about the Disneyfication of this yeah. in a minute here too. Um, and also in a Dead Kennedys early years thing. Uh, he lived a full eighteen years of life and acted for a long bit of that. But aside from just Jed, like even the all of the animals that they have, you know, like the the one who played White Fang's mother and like the baby White Fang. I don't yeah. know what animals those were. I don't know if they were given names in the credits anywhere that I missed. But um, it's,
1: yeah, it's like watching a National Geographic movie about wolf culture. <laughs> yeah, but they or also, like, life.
0: obviously are telling these animals to do certain things. Yeah. Like, the mother is injured and has to hobble on three out of the four legs. Yeah. And, you know, like, so stuff like that, or, you know, crawling, and it doesn't look fake. It doesn't look like they're looking up at their handler to, like, you know, oh, am I doing it right? Am I going to get my treat? Right. It looks like they're actually in They're the actually doing, hurt. But even the,
1: the parts where she's, like, guarding her, I'm assuming that has to be like, in real life, that Wolf mother that was had to have been her pup or something they had to have been. I don't know, but it's just the way it's very mothering to it, giving its food, and then the way they cuddle together.
0: Yeah, it, it's um,
1: uh, it was amazing to me. It, it's I don't know, amazing. Just to see this,
0: and obviously, a lot of those scenes are designed to pull at your heartstrings, but you yeah, know, it, it works. Um, and then yeah, you have supporting dogs with. The sled that's pulled by you know Jack and Alex and and uh, Skunker as they go through the the wilderness yeah, and then, and then, and the, then wolves the wolves that attack that hound them. them
1: and then the, the, the dogs bear. yeah the bear and then the dogs the dog that, fight dogs the dog fight was that was like I uh, mean that's a lot this is a lot of work with animal handling
0: yeah. Yeah, and you know some of the people who are in this movie who are credited as small roles, they There's primarily are just animal trainers. Like one of the one of the three thug characters, Tinker. Okay. Um, this is his only acting role. His primary role in the movies is as a bear trainer. So Clint Young Green played Tinker, and like, you know, he was like the the doofus of the three. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, he's a bear trainer by trade, so he was just. They put people on set in roles to make these animals more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So. And you have Bart the Bear. Yeah. Well, you know, world-famous actor bear who's been in things like Benji the Hunted, Great Outdoors, The Bear. He was the bear in The Bear. Uh, Homeward Bound. The Baby Bear? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know, maybe he wasn't the bear in The Bear, but he was in the movie The well, Bear. A, bear in the, a bear. bear in the Bear. He was a bear in The Bear. Homeward Bound 1 and 2, Legends of the Fall, 12 Monkeys, The Edge, and he even presented at the Oscars in 1997.
1: That's so weird to me, because <laughs> they would never do that now, like, at all, you know, with anything with animals. No. That so, I can um, think of.
0: Oh. Uh, and, and Bart the Bear passed away in 2000 at 23 years old. And I have no idea what the typical lifespan for bears is, but he passed away from cancer. So it might've been a little bit Mm. early than normal. Um, But yeah, tons of, tons of animals involved in this whole thing. Uh, And, and amazing acting all around. It's going to be, I know we've had some early contenders for best animal performance for our end of the year. I mean, I feel like all the animals in this movie. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) All the animals in this movie get gets best animal. Right, so
0: I apologize to the dog from Mom. Yeah, but, uh,
1: they've been squashed, and now it's all of these animals in this movie.
0: So I mean, that, that's honestly that's the reason you should be watching this movie is to see the animals and the performances. Um, like you're saying, the dog fight portions of it is really realistic in most. Most of the shots.
1: They don't okay. They don't show a lot, which is good. Yeah, some of the like you know they just the most show... brutal
0: parts are going to be happening like off screen. Yeah, or something they just it show clearly looks like an like a stuffed
1: animal. There were some parts where I could t- like when White Fang was wounded after the dog fight and they're carrying him. It's mm-hmm. like obvious that they're not carrying. Or the when they're doing dog. like the
0: hardest bites, you can see it's like. A stuffy toy practically
1: yeah, 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 yeah. you know
0: so there are a couple shots like that when they feel like they need to but... but
1: it's mostly they're showing the people that are uh like gambling on this dog fight and then you hear growls and yeah stuff like you hear
0: that. the noises you see things like in shadows you see um things in like the reflection of the guy's glasses it's, you know they try to find ways to keep you in the action while not showing you the action. Because it can... I be, mean, it's disturbing. Know, it's, exactly.
1: I, I'm I'm glad they didn't show all of that. Because, I mean, this is a Disney movie. It's a, yeah, it's a PG movie. <laughs> and this Disney. is like already... I mean, I know a lot of Disney movies are traumatizing. And then already that's traumatizing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the aside from that I'm a little surprised it got PG and not PG-13 because you also have that one scene where the dead body yeah, flies out of the that's coffin and uh,
1: like... I don't know I mean that didn't really like as a young person you're probably like what is that like you don't really realize that's a dead person
0: I don't know I think I would've I don't know it, it, I mean yes the skin is overly blue they turn him if into if it was
1: an actual like decaying skeleton thing you I think it would be scarier. It's probably preserved
0: by the cold and the ice. Yeah. Um, and that dead body is also carrying a, 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 dog. a, dead, a dead dog, dog yeah. as well. Um, yeah, Obviously, the, this sled is carrying this guy, Dutch, uh, who has passed away, and so they're they're going back to his spot to bury him as part of the track to get Jack to his claim, and at one point, everything falls down the hill, and the sled breaks free from the dogs and slips out of the coffin the dead body you know comes out of the coffin and slides onto the ice and jack goes after it and falls in of course i mean
1: he's freaked out by it but i mean that whole scene where the ice breaks and then the dead body goes in and then he goes in and they're trying to save him jack and this dead body is like it's like, that's too much anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay, Jack is dumb, right? I mean, he's, from, he's like a city kid going into the wilderness.
0: Yeah, I think he's, what, from San Francisco, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, his dad went up there as part of the gold rush and, and evidently staked a claim and built a little cabin for himself and dug out a mine and set up a whole bunch of stuff and then passed away but sent Jack a letter with some gold dust in it uh, saying come on up here
1: mm-hmm.
0: basically and so jack is there looking to strike it rich i mean
1: he's book smart he's not but he's super street, yeah, super super naive. smart street smart
0: yes and has like no or wilderness idea about smart or what yeah the dangers of the
1: yeah, when the they world. first show him landing in the yukon which is it's the area next to Alaska in northern Canada. I don't know where exactly, though. I mean, they didn't. Yeah,
0: they don't say. Exa- I mean, the movie starts off with a bunch of like newspaper articles and historical photos and maps and stuff. So they show you like yeah some... about the gold rush. But they don't pinpoint and draw an axis to where he lands.
1: Yeah, and he just lands in some, uh, they ferry over, I'm assuming he's taking like a ferry or whatever, all the way from San San Francisco up to Canada, so he's probably at whatever the border there, along the ocean, and you know, everyone has to take this super long trek up this mountain, hill thing?
0: Yeah, called the Golden Staircase. Yeah. So it, they say it's, like, about a mile up the hill. I don't know if it's it
1: actually... It looked longer than in a mile. I don't, I don't know.
0: know. It just seemed like it might have been a little bit shorter to me, but... Oh, uh,
1: it, it just looks super steep, I guess. Yeah, it
0: probably wasn't a mile straight up, but, like, a mile total distance. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's basically yeah, a single file line, and people, like, carry all their equipment up while holding and pulling this yeah, rope it's a to lot. get through this...
1: And during all this, where it's safe to go. he gets robbed, like, immediately from, you know, the dog.
0: The recurring bad guys. Yeah, the trio. recurring
1: bad guys who are, you know, the dog fight guys. But they also, they're just, yeah, they just want money. So they're just robbing people and scheming. And the best way for them to get money is to do these dog fights because... One of the dogs you see in the beginning, there was like a big Saint Bernard type dog in a box, mm-hmm. or not really, kind of like a cage it's box. Like a crate, yeah, yeah a
0: crate, crate cage.
1: Coming from San Francisco, and the guy, what's his name? Beauty Smith. <laughs> it's yeah, such Be- a weird yeah. Name.
0: you got Beauty, Luke, and Tanker are the three. Yeah, Beauty, Beauty Smith is the, the, is the leader. leader,
1: saying, you know this is my prize fighting dog all the way from San Francisco or whatever. And Jack goes up to it and the dog's like growling at him. And he gets, yeah, he gets robbed by these guys.
0: Yeah, so I mean, he he kind of like gets thrown into the
1: He's, like, very naive, because those guys kind of... They're sort of friendly with him. They're like, oh, where are you going, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're talking. Yeah, they're clearly, like, scammy-type talking. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah,
0: we know this guy you're talking about. Uh, just, you know, come with us. Yeah, you know, We know everybody around here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just talking out of their ass, and then, yeah.
1: And he's just too naive and believes them, and he gets robbed. And then he... He goes up to st- the Golden Staircase, and he meets up with his dad's friend?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alex Larson is Alex, the main yeah. guy he's been looking for. Uh, yeah, it's supposedly like... Supposedly he can take him to Jack's
1: father. It's like clan. he's expecting him. Alex was expecting Jack.
0: That's what Jack assumes.
1: But it seemed the opposite for Alex, because he's like, oh, you're Scott's boy? Scott Conroy, I think? What was his dad's name?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was Scott Conroy. It, so, yeah, basically, Jack's like, well, I sent you a letter, and Alex says, well, anyone who knows me knows I can't read. Yeah. So, and anyone who doesn't know me... I and plus,
1: I mean, part. how long ago was this letter sent, and how long does mail travel during this time? I don't...
0: Right. But, yeah, so... it. It, yeah it's basically a surprise and whatever um so like yeah the, the whole idea is he doesn't know what the hell to do and everyone's basically trying to tell him to stay off the ice when that whole dead body thing happens and like no don't go on the ice it's too dangerous don't do it yeah the, the, the other he's like, guy oh, no, i'm just gonna go with the ammo it's fine and like the motherfucker falls in
1: right yeah <laughs> the other guy clarence skunker is kind of getting annoyed with him well, I Cause guess, he's yeah. causing issue. I mean, he's just like he's if you just listen to me, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah,
0: and like he's carrying like a bunch of books with him, and yeah, Alex is mad. He's like, like
1: yeah, they're heavy. This
0: is heavy. My dogs should not be carrying anything other than what's necessary. Like, let's throw these out. Let's turn this into fire.
1: Yeah, but material. he's like, no, I want. My books. Yeah, I mean, so. I get it, cause you're gonna be alone and you want something to read. But well, uh, well, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're heavy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he's he, uh, he's naive and young, and basically does not want to take no for answers. Yeah. Because that's really, he basically just says, "Oh, you're gonna take me to Father's claim, right?" And he just like smiles at him. And, and, just they're, stares like, and smiles until they're like, I guess. yeah, I guess well, that's
1: th- what's happening. <laughs> but they take him to like that nearest town, basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, Skunker. Town. I don't even know what. Ha- so once they got to that town, what Skunker was like? All right, that's it. I'm done with you. Uh, <laughs> like, what happened? Because he's so, not okay. in. the this, land- is, this is
0: very ambiguous, but what I gathered from the movie, and this may be trigger warning. Oh. For suicide. Oh. When they were cornered by the wolves at the fire. Digger, Skunkers favorite, favorite dog, dog yeah. was decoyed by this wolf, who got close, and so Digger was out there trying to like fight off the wolf or scare it away, and then he got surrounded by the pack. The pack chased Digger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, you see, you hear these two gunshots. And then you never see Skunker again. You never see Digger oh,
1: again. Oh well, So thought, my assumption so he, is that
0: he puts down Digger out of his misery and then, and then takes his own life.
1: Oh, see, I, I thought he just put down Digger doing the two shots.
0: Yeah, I thought it could easily be interpreted that he's shooting at the wolves and yeah. or Digger like to put him out of his misery. Because there's only like one line where Alex says, I'm sorry, we never got to say goodbye that he says to Jack. And it's kind of weird that he says that to Jack about Digger. Okay. So it made me think, So he just
1: left Skunker's dead body there? I guess so. So what about the other dead body that they were going to bring in the coffin?
0: I mean, they bury him at some point. I don't remember. If Why that's not before. just put Skunkers That must have been did. after. It was definitely after. Why
1: not do the same thing? Like Skunker can be buried with his favorite dog, like what they're doing with this other guy. I don't know. Okay. I don't well, know. I don't know. That makes me Maybe just to avoid the visuals that of it. That makes me really sad. Enough.
0: But that, that's my assumption. Okay, but The, you're the movie wreck. is very vague about it. You're probably. But you right, never right. see Skunker after that fight scene again.
1: Because I I th- I figured that he was just like done with Jack. And he, he just stayed in that town, and they never showed him anymore.
0: No, he never makes it to the town.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So
0: I mean, Disney movies can deal with some like heavy topics, but sometimes it's done in a weird way. Well, yeah, you like also when have we see death with of, yeah the with white like wild mother.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the same thing with the guy dying in Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Yeah, but that's just
0: that's a little more comical in a way in its presentation, it, unintentionally. Uh,
1: yeah, but yeah, he's just sitting up against a tree, and then all of a sudden the next day he's dead. Not
0: even. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're just driving, and he's like, "Oh, you don't, don't look so good. good." And then, well, let's stop and have a picnic. Dead. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, the way that these, it's just I don't know, like the way the Disney movies try to like show death is... Uh, I mean, even in the animated ones, they're so traumatic with, like, Bambi and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, and this one has... I mean, I don't know if it's traumatic, but, uh, I mean, the... Well, to,
1: like, a child watching this, you're like, what?
0: But... But, yeah, I mean, like, White Fang's mother, right, is part of that attack. The trauma, yeah. It's part of that same attack, that skunker and digger and everything we're in. Yes. Right? And she gets... Shot.
1: Yes, because she was part of that pack that was going to attack them. But or their we see dogs.
0: her escape, <clears throat> and then later on, there's a scene of her, you know, hobbling and crawling to her.
1: I mean, that's a stand. To her son, who's
0: like her, They're basically pulp, like yeah. hiding underneath a tree, a fallen tree. There's like a dugout, like hole. That that's where. Yeah, that's white where they're seeing is.
1: for shelter. And,
0: and basically she just makes it back home and then dies like immediately afterwards.
1: Yeah, and White Fang doesn't know he's like I don't know two, three months, a little puppy and yeah. he just goes to his mom and lays on her dead body for however many days until it's like cold. and then that's when he yeah, then we nose like on show top of them. We show his side of the story now, White Fang's side, where now he has to find his own food. And he gets caught in a trap, and thank God it's a trap that's, like, not a bad trap.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if it, like, does any damage to his leg or not. I guess it doesn't.
1: Like, I um, I think it was meant to be a bunny trap for that tribe that was there. Yeah. And he just got his leg caught in it. And they're like, oh, we'll keep this dog, and we'll train him and keep him as our working dog.
0: Yeah, because they can tell it's it's not like a pure wolf. Yeah right? they um, they
1: they call him White Fang because they look at his teeth and they're like he has the teeth of a dog.
0: Right. Yeah. The white the white fangs the white indicate Fang. that it is part dog. Yeah. Which I don't know how true that is, but sure.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't.
0: But you know, White Fang does try to be part of a. You know the the wolf pack. He sees it in the distance and just can't catch up to them. Basically. Well, and they're then he's probably off on like.
1: His own. Yeah. The. The wolves are gonna be like, We're not your responsibility. Maybe you know, but I don't think they maybe. even hear
0: him or see him uh, at all. I think he's just trying to catch up and they're they're too fast. And so at some point he does meet up with Jack and Alex at that little pond before he gets caught in the trap. You know, there's that very short scene where he's like trying to catch the fish. Yeah. And then he drinks some water and then he catches Jack's eye and then runs away. And they make a little comments like, Oh, he's never gonna he's never gonna make it on his own like that. And Exa- Jack yeah, is like, just, oh, can we, you know, maybe we can take a man? He's like, no, it's a wolf. He's too feral, type of a thing. Yeah. And then he gets caught by the trap and taken by the, uh, the Han Indian Native American tribe.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> the Alaskan Athabaskans. That's right there.
0: Yeah, the, the movie calls them the Han. Yeah. I don't know how.
1: They have so many different, I looked them up. They have so many different iterations of. And then, of their names, and then their the languages that they spoke. They spoke eleven different language um. languages, but the the one that like when we were watching with with the subtitles, and it says speaking Athabaskan, I think. Sounds right. And yeah, they're Alaskan natives, like Northern Canada Alaskan natives, and so. They name him White Fang, and he's just trained as a, like their worker dog. And but mm-hmm. I don't know how many months go by because when we see White Fang, he's full grown. So like, yeah. I don't know, six months go by. Yeah, it's hard to so say. So he's like about a year old when you know Jack sees him again.
0: It's very possible. Yeah, it, it kind of weaves in and out of his life. Now, I mean, hmm. I don't know the book. Me neither. So I know that this movie has been made many times. We have not watched any of the other versions of this movie either. You know, Mm -hmm. prior to this that I know of, there was one in 1925, 1936, 1946, 1973, and then 1973, and then this one. And then I think it's been made a couple more times since, including what you said,
1: 2018 for Netflix? Yeah, that's that's all animated. And it's in the... It's white in white Fang's perspective, so okay. it's not like so how this movie is. This or... one's like
0: partially white things. It's like parallel storylines where they converge eventually. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I don't know if those other movies do it like that.
0: I'd be very surprised. This feels very Disney. Okay. Where you you know you're following the animals around and you know getting introduced to their personalities and their, you know, emotional attachment to these animals by seeing them in their, in their element and like, you know, again, forcing the emotions by having these animals act out these scenes, Mm -hmm. that feels very Disney to me. Yeah. Um, and then the other aspect of it is that Disney of course made a sequel to this because Disney can't Because let, this did so let, well. well. Well, but also they can't let any property alone and just stand on its own merits. I know. Yeah, they but could they have,
1: have just, just kept say, this because it's fine on its own. And yeah, then the, and then the, this the sequel doesn't even show and... Jack. It's, it's like another person. It's not even Jack. I think
0: he's in there as like archival footage. Oh, so... Because Ethan Hawke is credited on IMDb as being in there. In the second one? But like, yeah. But I think it's like archival. They could have
1: used an older actor to be as Jack Conroy with White Fang, it's like a totally different character, is what I'm saying. It could like be. it's yeah, not yeah. even Jack Conroy with what White Fang anymore.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, I I I don't know. I don't I don't. Really I never I don't think I,
1: I never watched the second one. I don't think.
0: It is 1994's Myth of the White Wolf is the subtitle of it, but yeah, it's just interesting that they basically cannot let any piece of like classic literature alone. Like you know they.
1: Yeah, they gotta expand it and, I don't know, I'm glad they just did a second movie and not go beyond, like, up to number 19, like, a lot of other Disney movies or whatever.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do it again, though, since they try to bring back a bunch of other stuff.
1: Yeah, they do stuff like Black Beauty and stuff like that. They always, like, Uh redo Disney movies.
0: So you never know, it might be in the works. Um yeah, it's it's interesting. So there's like a, there's not much of a cast in this. It's really just a bunch of recurring characters that that appear and then disappear for a while and then come back, like those three thug people in mm-hmm. you know, the gang. They're, they're at the beginning to steal things and then you see them uh, Gray Beaver is the leader of the the Han tribe. I'm just going to call him Han, because that's what the movie calls it, so I apologize if that's, you know, not accurate. But um, Grey Beaver goes into town with White Fang. The, the three thugs see them. They get reintroduced to the St. Bernard, and, you know, like they basically, like, force a fight while yeah, Grey Beaver's in a, fight. in a building doing something. And then, you know...
1: They're bullying Yeah, I manipulate be, like, the whole situation,
0: basically it's... saying, what are you going to do this illegal wolf... Attacked our dog, which isn't true. It was self defense, but no one can prove it, and no one cares because, you know, yeah, white I mean, versus a Native American, and uh, and so basically the the solution is basically that they want that wolf. Yeah,
1: they cause gray beaver is like, I'll give you money. I'll give money, you I'll you give you. Yeah, uh, here, this is all the things that I bought here, and they're like, no, 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 we want your dog, your wolf. Yeah, and. Or a grave beaver is like, okay, well, I don't want to... He doesn't want to get arrested or Yeah, he doesn't want to like, be
0: jailed for having an illegal animal in town or whatever. And, you yeah, know, he just he buys so into he manipulation. he just reluctantly,
1: sadly, sends White Fang to these three guys. Right. And so and they train they, him. Yeah, yeah, they train him to be a dog fighter, And he is the best dog fighter for a while, I don't know how long, until someone brings a pit bull. Right. And this pit bull is, like, about to win, I guess, against White Fang, because White Fang is just kind of laying there.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely about to die. I, I guess we should probably say ahead of that is the whole scene where Alex and... Jack meet up with Gray Beaver and every in White Fang in the town.
1: Yeah, because this is when
0: that's when the bear attack happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, we that's before Gray Beaver goes into that town. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know like months go by. I'm assuming they're in that little they're in the first town that they're in where Alex meets up with his girlfriend, wife, fiance.
0: I guess girlfriend. I don't know.
1: Because I think...
0: They own a bar, or she owns the bar. But yeah, they definitely have a relationship. Belinda. Mm
1: -hmm. And um, I guess they're there for a few months. I have no idea. Like, the way that time goes by is... Very tough. Yeah, because it seems like days go by, but it's more like months or even maybe weeks, years, whatever. And uh, then Jack really convinces... Alex to take him to his father's, um, where he used to stay and where, like he, like Alex knew where his father's cabin was.
0: Yeah. He just didn't want to go that far. And he's like, this is a wasted effort. There's no gold up there. It's not worth the like, time he, and the trouble. Because he's like, you
1: need a partner. And that's when Jack is like, "Okay, well, you can take me." Like he's just like getting, t- you know, right. no for an answer. And Alex
0: is like, "I want to stay here with my girlfriend. Like I don't want to go yeah, for yeah. the whole arrangement at the whole time. Was I'm just gonna stay here?"
1: But they eventually take you this you- far, and you're yeah. on your own from there. Yeah, but eventually, I don't know. However many months go by, and Alex is like, "Okay, I'll, I guess I'll take you there." But they go to Gray Beaver's tribe first. Yeah, someone, to,
0: uh, to to get. Some- Something things, supplies of some kind, I think it is.
1: It was, like, just on the way up, and they stay with the tribe for I don't know how long, but that's when Jack um, meets White Fang again, but they don't, he doesn't recognize him. He doesn't him. know for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: But and it, White
1: Fang, I mean, Grey Beaver is like, you know, yeah. he's not a pet, he's like our... Worker dog, and he's he was raised to obey us, you know, and do whatever we say, and mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> and Jack is like, Oh, I want to play with him, or whatever. And White Fang is, you know, very. I don't want to say stand. I guess stand, offish with Jack. Just we're not really standoffish. He's just like, what? Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like leave me alone. I'm like you're not making me work. So like, what do you want from me? Right. That's what White Fang is like. Until, uh, Jack gets almost attacked by a bear, and that's when White Fang saves him and. Before Jack goes on to his father's cabin, he gives White Fang some jerky, and he was like, thank you for saving me. And that was that for a while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Until they show like a montage of Jack and Alex, you know, trying to sort of like rebuild Jack's father's cabin up a bit like just kind of clean it up and start mining and looking for gold
0: yeah they they yeah they need materials and supplies because there had been a tree that had fallen on the cabin and so there's a lot of disrepair and they need food and all that kind of stuff and like windows or whatever so they're fixing up the cabin and they go into town to get those supplies and that's when they stumble upon the illegal dog fighting operation right at the exact moment that white fang is a to basically be killed by this pit bull, mm-hmm. and they run in, and save the day, um, get the thugs out of there too, and uh, Jack saves White Fang this time and takes him to Belinda I, for whatever reason. I don't know. If it's there's like any a little traveling
1: doctor. back and forth because Belinda stayed in that town. And how far is this town from where his father's cabin was? I'm and not just...
0: sure, but they have to take a boat to get to the cabin, so it's it's a distance like, for a... sure.
1: It just seemed as if... Alex made it seem as if it was a really far trek.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is probably pretty far from a town in general. So uh, whatever the case, you know, they, they are able to fix up White Fang enough and... and
1: bring him back they to bring his him back cabin. And, and, and
0: Jack has to try to teach him not to be afraid of humans anymore. and
1: Yeah. That they... he doesn't
0: have to fight and all this kind of good stuff. And it eventually works out pretty well.
1: And they become inseparable.
0: It's like again a really good performance by Jed is when Jack's trying to feed him out of his hand, and Jed is like, White Fang is super apprehensive about yeah, it. Yeah, like, like he's oh. sort of like going closer and then backing up and sort of spinning around and like going a little bit closer again. And like you yeah, know, like, like oh,
1: thank you for the treat, but I don't want you to pet me.
0: Yeah, acting very super scared and skittish. Yeah, and it is surprising that they could get a dog to do that so naturally
1: Mm uh
0: but anyway white fang has to eventually save jack again because that mine is not very stable we've seen it sort of have some collapses in the past in other scenes and then at some point jack is trapped inside there and white fang is trying to dig him out and uh Does and after they you know get him out safely, they notice that there's gold dust on his paws. They're like, "Oh my god, it's here! Like here, we found we found the mother load or whatever." And Um,
1: they, the way that they get gold, like they just put in a little cup or whatever, and that's when they go back to the town, and then they they have have to test it for authenticity. And this whole process kind of made me laugh because the guy (laughs) who's testing it is just, like, making this face, like, yes, it's gold. <laughs> yeah, it just
0: gives, like, a quick little nod. It's like, yeah, bud.
1: <laughs> it's gold. And then they, <laughs> you like... it. Yeah, yeah. The, and then they uh, melt it, and they turn it into a gold bar. And then, mm. you know, Ale- and then that's when Jack is like, well, I want to put, give half of it to Alex. And everyone's like, are you sure? But that's when um, one of the guys, one of the three guys, the bad guys... Beauty
0: well not beauty oh it no was, yeah luke luke sees him because he's white he's sweeping yeah he's like the floor sweeping the floors the and he
1: sees that and he notices jack
0: and white fang notices but jack does not notice yeah. so white fang's growling at somebody and jack's like what's wrong and but like luke's already out the door and like ready to tell beauty and tinker hey i just saw this guy
1: yeah and he's like you know he's got gold and that's when they follow him
0: i think they mostly want the dog more than the gold
1: oh i thought well i thought they wanted
0: both they probably do but I don't... So like, to get the dog, I don't dog back
1: they, and, like, also take gold.
0: I don't think Luke um, was there for the results of the test to know for sure that he has gold. So it could be an assumption. Mm. But I think the primary thing is... Oh, no, I found the dog. dog. Yep. Yeah. So they follow him back to the, the cabin. Um, there's, like, a shootout. They basically, like, smoke them out of the house. You know, they they...
1: Yeah and Alex. Stuff and up the chimney Jack and set this... a
0: fire to the place and all this kind of stuff and
1: Yeah, and poor Jack's you know, his father's cabin is like half of it is up in flames and, you know, that's when they also have White Fang. They use they kinda uh trick these three guys and White Fang also, um is Confronted by Beauty, and that's when White Fang starts attacking Beauty. But Jack is like, "No, just leave him alone. Let him go." Right. <laughs> like the other Something. two guys. Like the other two guys. I don't. I don't think any of them I think died. Po- or no, I don't killed. think any of them
0: died. I think the only time that White Fang is able to let Beauty go is after he gets the gun from the one. Like, basically, as soon as the situation is fully under control. They just, like, outsmart them. are able to, like smart get the them. weapons out of their hands. Yeah. Yeah, they basically are able to... None of them die because they um, are seen pulling the sled in the next scene. Like, mm. they are hooked up to the sled, and so the three bad guys are now pulling the sled into town and basically being humiliated on their way to jail. Yeah. So, yeah, none of them die. But yeah white thing basically saves the day again, yeah, uh, because they open the door and then he jumps up on them and yeah,
1: like he starts attacking them, but Jack is like, no, don't kill him or anything, and that's you know they just that's when they take him into town to get arrested or jailed, yeah or whatever they do um but this that's when Alex and Belinda are like, we're gonna open up a hotel in San Francisco. With this gold that they found. And they they tell Jack that he's going to be half partner and to come back with them. But you can't bring White Fang yes. along because he would not be a good city dog. Right. And the whole thing with Jack trying to tell White Fang to go was sad.
0: I'm wondering, like, how often that has happened in other movies prior to this because it's a you know it's a lot of what you expect to see in this type of a scene where he's trying to like yell at the dog like get out of here go and the dog just sits there and just stares at them for a long
1: time and then they get mad it's like you stupid leave you know like he's not actually calling him stupid no but But I've seen other movies like that yeah I wonder when that starts I this don't definitely know. was not the first instance. No, because like, I've seen a lot of movies like Even like this.
0: things like, I don't know, like Harry and the Hendersons or something from the yeah, 80s. Yeah, it's
1: always like, and then this is what also per- pulls on your heartstrings because you're like, no, he's being mean to the. Well, yeah, because he picks
0: up the stick, which is like the biggest trigger for this dog. And he's like, like, yeah, go. And then. And he's like, I'm picking up the stick, which is, you know, emblematic of the abuse that you suffered under the three guys.
1: And that's when he runs away into he runs away. the forest. But I don't see... And then this is where time is weird to me in this movie. Because it seems like the next day, Jack changes his mind. Yeah,
0: they're about to get onto the boat to head towards to San Francisco again. And he's basically like, I cannot do this. I need to stay here and be with... Them. You Know the cabin, whatever yeah, he doesn't say like, with White Fang, he says, like, I um, need to I need to stay here with the cabin. But yeah. I think he's always hoping the White Fang, is, White Fang, yeah, yeah. And they, they do,
1: yeah, he could. Go- and then you know, Alex is like, Your pro, your father would be proud, and you're always welcome in San Francisco, yeah. like your part. I'm assuming, like, he's gonna mail him money or something, well, right?
0: Probably uh, if he needs it, who knows, right?
1: And um. Yeah, you see Jack going back to his father's cabin, trying to rebuild it, and then in the distance, White Fang is there and they reunite. Yeah.
0: And then, evidently, something else happens in White Fang, too. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So, Um, how much of that is part of Jack London's classic story? I don't know.
1: I don't
0: know either. So anyone who is more familiar with those novels uh, feel free to enlighten us. In, in school we had to read Call of the Wild or we were supposed to. I'm not going to say I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think I've read but, any Jack London. <laughs>
0: but Call of the Wild is the one that was assigned to us okay. in school. <laughs> so, so is I it thought,
1: in the perspective of the animals? Call of the
0: Wild is not. Oh, the, okay. the parts that I remember of it.
1: Um, okay. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But
0: you know, they're all about like wilderness and survival. Yeah, because Jack
1: London was into you know animal in this area, preservation so. and rights and stuff like that.
0: Um, yeah, it's really really tough to say. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, I'll also say that, like, aside from just the animal performances, something we didn't really talk about a lot is the visuals of this movie because it is virtually outdoor, and it's it's just beautiful landscapes all over the place. Uh, Really vibrant colors. You got the stark white, and you have the beautiful blue skies and the vibrant green trees all over the place. You have this one scene where the baby white fang falls into this ice cave, and it just looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, So... You know spectacular all around with with that stuff so let's quickly go over some of the casting crew we haven't talked about there isn't a large cast like we talked you know like i said before uh, we got randall kleiser as the director he is an emmy nominated for the gathering also a saturn nomination for flight of the navigator and also honey i blew up the kid he's done things like boy in the plastic bubble and grease and blue lagoon and big top peewee so he's done a whole bunch of variety Gene Rosenberg is one of three writers. She's done Black Stallion for Disney, Journey of G- Natty Gann, and also Bambi 2. Nick Thiel also did Bambi 2. We've seen his other movie, V.I. Warshawski, already, and we've talked about some of his credits back then. David Fallon did Split Decisions. White Fang 2, so he was part of that movie, and also the Call of the Wild TV series that happened in the year 2000, which I didn't know was a thing, so he's been involved in another Jack London Production. Jack London is known for Call of the Wild, The Sea Wolf, and then this, amongst others. But those are his three most notable ones. Ethan Hawke is Jack. <laughs> We're going to see him again in Mystery Date in 1991. Uh, he's known for things like Dead Poets Society, Gattaca, and Great Expectations. Oscar nominated four times. Two for Acting, Training Day, and Boyhood. And then two for Writing for Before Sunset and Before Midnight for the screenplay. He's credited as partial for that because of all the improv that's in there. MTV Movie nominee for Best Kiss twice, once for Reality Bites and once for Before Sunrise, and also nominated for their category Best Scared As Shit performance for The Purge,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which uh, did not exist in the nineteen ninety two MTV Movie Awards. They did not have yeah, the Best scared, scared As Shit performance.
1: Shit things became when that became a category. I don't know. It
0: might have just been that one year. I don't follow. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't follow MTV <laughs>
1: Movie Awards anymore. No. I don't, d- d- I'm don't. i assuming it still goes on. It still goes
0: on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just
1: don't watch it.
0: I, th- I think I they think combine movie and TV together in one award show now.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's why I kind of stopped like 20 years ago. So Yeah,
0: but it was a lot of fun back then, which is why we always mention it.
1: Yeah, it was fun in the 90s.
0: Oh, yeah. We got Klaus Braundauer as Alex. He's an Oscar nominated and Golden Globe winning actor for Out of Africa. Emmy and Golden Globe nominee for introducing Dorothy Dandridge. He's also been in movies such as Mephisto, Never Say Never Again, the James Bond movie, and we'll see him in 1991's Becoming Colette. Seymour Cassell, or Castle? Is it Cassell?
1: I think it's Castle.
0: He played Skunker. Oscar nomination for Faces i know him most for rushmore as max's dad in rushmore mm. he's been in life aquatic dick tracy in the soup where he got a lot of independent uh, acclaim and you know film festival award nominations for his role in the soup he'll be in a few more 1991 movies as well mobsters cold heaven diary of a hitman dead in the water and face of a stranger Whew. um we got james remar as beauty He's uh, going to be in the 1991 movie Brotherhood of the Gun, which is not on our list, and also Wedlock, which is also known as Deadlock. He's known for his roles in The Warriors, Cruising, Drugstore Cowboy, 48 Hours. He has a role in Too Fast, Too Furious. He had a small, like, ten-episode arc in Sex and the City as one of uh, Samantha's boyfriends, I believe. Yeah,
1: He Richard played Wright.
0: Harry Morgan in Dexter. He's been in Black Lightning. He does voice work for DC. Uh, he's the voice of Two-Face and Black Mask and some of the DC car, uh, animated stuff. Bill Mosley as Luke is, is well-known in the horror world for things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, where he got his start as crop top. He's been in The Blob, Night of the Living Dead, 1990, Army of Darkness. He's in House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil Rejects, Carnival, Halloween 2007. So he's, you know... He's like a cult legend in the horror world, we'll say. And then the last person I want to mention really quickly is Heather, who played like the Barmaid. Okay. uh, Was played by Suzanne Kent. I I just want to mention her because she's. One, she was Mrs. Renee in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, She's going to be in the 1991 movie Dream Machine. But also, I recognize her instantly as. um, Did you ever watch Taxi?
1: The TV show. The TV show Taxi? Yeah.
0: She was part of like that. I don't know. Seminal episode blind date where Alex goes okay. on a blind date with somebody, and then you know she has like this big monologue of how um, it's about. It's basically like don't judge people by their looks mm. type of a thing. Um, oh, and, you okay. know, like it was, it, it's this big long thing about you know, oh you didn't expect me to look like this, and like they're talking over the phone a whole bunch, and then he goes yeah. to meet her, and he's like disappointed, and like it becomes like a whole thing. Anyway, the theme song for Taxi is called Angela's Theme. It's based on her character. It was only meant to be music for that episode and then it became the theme song for the entire show.
1: Hmm.
0: So that's her, Suzanne Kent. So that's our little mini pause on the credits in a sense, but she's a character actress who's done a ton of stuff. Uh, Awards, honestly none to speak of, which is kind of weird.
1: I thought it won it's something award. like a Genesis
0: Award, but I've never yeah. heard of it, and I don't really know what they are, so I didn't mention it.
1: Oh, it's something by the Humane Society.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And that's what I think. The only award, which is weird, why I didn't get any, even something with like animals, but I guess this hume this is like a Humane Society award.
0: Yeah, and you know, not even as part of that joke montage, you know, Best Animal Performance MTV Movie Award thing.
1: I guess because it, this it was is too, too serious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not like a pig walking down the street in Doc Hollywood. It's actual acting from animals. So we'll move on to True Crime and pop
1: Culture. Okay. So this movie was released on the same day, January 18th, 1991, as Terror Within 2. And then it was also the day after New Jack City. So... A lot of the TV is going to be the same, so I'm not going to about talk about TV, but on January 18th, 1991, sports-wise, you may know this. I don't know anything about tennis. I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> <laughs> but the longest tennis match at the Australian Open between Boris Becker beats Italy's Omar Kemperes, Kemperesi? Do you know Kemperesi?
0: I don't know him.
1: In a five-hour, eleven-minute match.
0: I know Boris Becker. The other guy does not sound familiar to me.
1: Which that sounds insane to me playing tennis for five plus hours.
0: Yeah. And Boris I don't. Becker won, right?
1: Yeah, he won. I don't know if that's been beaten since then, but I, I feel know. I feel like a five-hour match is not. insanity <laughs> to me. <laughs> And then just like a few th- things that I was looking up, like within the movie, they talked about how I think it was Seymour Castle's character saying how wolves are the the devils of the earth or something like that. That he made some sort of comment saying wolves are the yeah devils. wolves
0: be the devil on earth yeah. And but I they guess, also make a very specific point to say they will never attack man unless they are... Threatened. At their, ...at their end of, like, hunger. Yeah,
1: so wherever they were in the Yukon, they were scarce on food. So that's when... But they were mostly wanting to eat their sled dogs. Yes. Yeah, the wolves. They,
0: they were going after the dogs and not the, the men.
1: Even though they attacked the men, because I think they attacked the men because they... To get wa- to, to get yeah. to the dogs. Yeah. But the reason why, and then he, I think they also said that in America, like wherever Jack came from, it's like they tried to, they were trying to just kill all the wolves because the wolves are like eating all of their livestock. Mm. And that's why now wolves are considered endangered, but they're now protected. It was at the end of the movie where I looked this up. Yeah, there's a
0: small message about wolf preservation. Yeah, there's
1: wolf. And then the reason why wolves have to stay alive to keep them preserved is they have to keep the ecosystem healthy. They they, They are the ones that hunt the deer and the elk, and they keep the deer and the elk population in check. And if the wolves weren't around anymore, then the deer and the elk would be eating all of our crops. Yeah. So, without wolves, we won't have, like, farms, and we wouldn't have produce.
0: Yeah, it's a very delicate ecosystem that we live in.
1: So, yeah, I looked up that Defenders of Wildlife... And then I also looked up how do jewelers test gold, because the way that they test the gold in this movie just cracked me up too much. So yeah, <laughs> Just they, the way they did it was... They made looking... a
0: bar, and then they chiseled off a piece of the bar and then put it into some liquid.
1: Yeah, so it, it goes in nitric acid. So a jeweler will place a few drops of the acid onto the piece of, quote, gold, and if it makes if the liquid turns green and gives off some sort of fumes and bubbles then it's not gold it's copper mm-hmm. so the just the but the way that they did the whole gold testing just made me really laugh because the guy was just like nodding in approval like yes you have gold mm-hmm. and then every time he did something he was just always nodding in approval and i'm like what's he doing <laughs> And then, um, moving on to music, there's a lot. Okay. Well, I don't want to say a lot. It's
0: <laughs> More than the five songs?
1: There's five songs, but three of them are debuts. Okay. And this is the bottom five of the Billboard 100 as of January 19th, 1991. And number 100 is this song called Sure Lookin' by Donnie Osmond. And I know we talked about Donny Osmond before, but I think it was from another song, because I don't recognize this song. Okay. And then watching the video, it was like a wannabe George Michael freedom. Oh, sure. Too funky thing, where there's like models and stuff, and, I'm, and I just immediately didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're trying too hard, Donny. <laughs>
0: Cause he's what like, I don't know, like fifties at that age. I, don't I mean, really know. I, I think
1: yeah, this is like where Maybe he's like trying 40s, to be rock
0: and roll. And he's trying to be like a young twenty.
1: Yeah, he's trying kid. to be young, but I mean, I don't know how old is he at this point. Like he's trying to be relevant in the nineties. I think yeah. with with these songs, and it's it's not working. Um, num- that was a date. That was his debut, and number ninety nine is the debut of the song Close To Me by The Cure, and I think this was also on that? We talked about this before, with on that Remixes album. Yeah. And this is, um, like the video was nominated for, the video is kinda cute, and um, this video along with the video for the song Lullaby was up for a British video music video of the year award, Mm -hmm. but Lullaby won. And then the Cure won best British group in 1991 for this British video of the year awards, which it's probably like the MTV movie awards in Britain.
0: I'm assuming. I've I've heard that song so many times, but I don't think I've ever seen the video.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've seen it until before we recorded. I I kind of don't remember that video. I know I I know the song.
0: Yeah, I Uh, learned the I learned about it from the remake first. Honestly, the Get Up Kids cover of it. Oh. That's that's what I heard first.
1: Oh, before the Cure.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: And number 98 is a song called Think by the Information Society. Information Society did that song that I want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I that's was like, not this? No, that's not this song.
0: Even though it's called Think? I want to know what you're thinking? No, this isn't think-
1: that song is called What's on Your Mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this song is called Think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though they they use the little... I don't know if you really know that song really well. Like, the beginning of this song, it says pure energy, like, really loud, Uh like, in the beginning. And I learned that's a vocal sample of Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Hmm. But this song was 16 weeks on the charts, and it peaked at number 28. And number 97 is Belle Bib DeVoe. The song is BBD. I thought it was me.
0: Okay.
1: This is on the same album as, you know, Poison. And uh, what else did they have? They had so many hits. It was on the Poison album with the song Poison. And then also Do Me. This is like their debut. This single was the debut for 1991. But that album was released in... March. It was in March of nineteen ninety, so it's like it's
0: almost a whole year for them. Yeah, almost
1: a year for this single to come out, which I I mean I don't know how things work. No, different back then. Yeah, with releasing singles for albums, I don't I don't know how that works. (laughs) But that was fifteen weeks on the charts, and it peaked at number twenty six. Number ninety six is another debut of a group that I've never heard of before. And I think it's the song is called Jealousy and the group is called the adventures of Stevie V. When I look at that, I think of like, I guess I'm thinking of like Steve Vai or something. Sure. I'm thinking of someone who's going to be playing some rock music or some guitar, but it's not. (laughs) And it's like a British dance group. And their most, I don't know if you know this song, their most notable song is this dance song called Dirty Cash. If
0: I heard it, maybe, but probably not.
1: Okay. That song, I didn't know this group did that song, because I know that song, and I put it on my playlist immediately, because I was like, <laughs> oh, I know this. But this song is called Jealousy, and they only had, the this group... They only had two albums, one in 1990, which this song and that Dirty Cash song came from. And then they released another album in 1993, and that was it. And I guess it's like... the. It's three people. It's this guy, Stevie V, who's like the DJ, and then Mm. the singer, and then another person. And the Stevie V... He went on to teach music technology in Bedford College. This is in Bedford, England.
0: So we'll move on to rankings and ratings. Uh, Where on your one to five star scale are you going to put White Fang?
1: I'm going to give this a four.
0: On my zero to four star scale, I think I'm going to give it a three. I think I'm just going to do a three. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, the animals make the movie. I mean, the human acting is good too, but like the human plot is
1: basic. whatever. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: yeah, it's basic and whatever. Like I, I want to see more animals and like yeah, even the animal plot is kind of it's what you expect, but it's just really well done. But it yes. is pretty basic. And no idea how true it is to the source material, so maybe the basicness comes from that source material. Tough to say. For us, who are uneducated. (laughs) Uh, Every movie is worth watching once, would you watch it again?
1: Yeah, I would watch this again.
0: Yeah, I would watch it again, too. I'd probably honestly rather watch this and even try to watch the sequel, White Wolf 2.
1: White Fang yeah, White I'll Thing watch, too. yeah I'll watch White Fang too. I guess just I mean, I see want... what the story like what they have going on next I'd be interested to see some White of Fang. the
0: older versions of White Fang yeah I, I, it'd be cool to kind of compare because they probably that.
1: also have animal acting yeah
0: and you know just to see how different they are because I have imagined that there's quite a bit of variance in how these things are handled so I would definitely watch this one but I'd also watch other versions
1: I don't think I want to watch the 2018 one, though. The animated one. That's fair. It just, it's another, this is my problem with like, uh, whenever I watch quote kid movies, (laughs) I don't like that type of anime. Like when I looked at it, I just don't like that type of newer animation, I guess. Sure. And then with dogs talking and their mouths are moving, it bothers me.
0: Yeah, I mean, also, when you have something that's animated, it does take a lot of the tension out of it, because you know it's totally fake, right? You know, yeah. They can make whatever they want happen on the screen, whereas, I don't know, there's a different vibe when it is real practical effects and actual animals doing some of these things, so it, it definitely heightens the experience if you out there want to watch white fang as of this recording on july 2022 it's available on disney plus digital rental vhs or dvd as always check your local listings you can listen to us on all of your major podcasting platforms please remember to rate review subscribe and tell your friends you can email us at 1991 movie at gmail.com follow us on twitter instagram letterboxd and youtube just search 1991 movie rewind or go to 1991 movie for the full list of movies along with show notes and more Next week, we're going to continue our Family Fantasy Month with And You Thought Your Parents Were Weird. That's available on Tubi, Freevee, Voodoo, Digital Rental, or VHS. We will see you then. Thanks.